What's up, guys? 20-somethings doing nothing. Your host, Ricky. This week, I have a new interview for you guys. I haven't done one in a while. I got my friend Nick Rodriguez here to talk about his DJ career and everything in between that. Because hey. we might get personal on some levels. Let's do it. <laughs> Are you actually ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. This isn't your first interview. This is now no, like your yeah, no, second, right? Saying. Okay. When did you do the other interview? Um, I did it in London last August. So, damn, it's been a whole year. Oh, look at that. More than a year, yeah. That when you were in Lo- what were you doing in London that you um, had an interview? I just went. You just went to London? Yeah, I just, it was my birthday, and I was like, you know, I want to go somewhere for my birthday. So I went. I have friends out there. So I told him I was going to be out there. And then uh, my one friend, he was like, oh, I know this dude. He has a, a radio show. So he'll interview you for a little bit, and then you'll DJ. So I was like, all right, cool, yeah, let's do it. So I went there. They're mad nice over there. Well, yeah, a lot nicer than Americans, right? <laughs> um, I think so, but they don't think so. I think so because when I was there, I sound different. So they were all like, oh, my God, like, yeah, welcome, welcome. But it's like the same thing here. Like, if you meet someone that you don't sound the same as, you know, you, you love them. Like, yeah, it's something it's new opposite. and interesting. You yeah. have the accent now. Because so, I was telling them, like, yo, you guys are so nice over here. Like, this is awesome. They're like, we're not really that nice. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. It's just because you're an outsider. Yeah. Actually, I feel like everybody's nicer, though, than New Yorkers. Maybe, maybe. It depends where. And I know a lot of New Yorkers listen to this, and I know they're probably <laughs> saying, like, no, that's a lie. But you all know it's true. You get all the bad ratings now. But it's true. Even New Jersey, though. We're from New Jersey. Yeah, people in New Jersey suck. They're terrible. Yeah. They're <laughs> so fucking there, really mean. Did you DJ at any clubs or no, only on No, no, just the rate. I, it was like too short notice. Did you enjoy doing that oh on air? God. Was it weird, yeah. though? No, it was so much fun. They had like, um, they have an actual studio, kind of like this, but it's like more hidden, you know? Okay. But you go in there and they have a studio, so it's everyone just dancing, like having some drinks, chilling. Oh, so there was a bunch of people in the studio. When So there was two rooms, one where everyone listens to like whatever is, whoever's DJing, mm-hmm. and they'll chill in there, like party a little bit, and then they'll have a room where the DJ is just DJing. Like I was in there by myself most of the time. Okay, that makes sense. So you That's... can like you can focus, you can get in the zone, you know? And yeah. then they're in the other room just chilling. Would you do it again? Hell yeah. Yeah. I wanna go back to the I so should've bad. made you bring shit so you could fucking do it on here and everybody <sighs> could get a taste of what That'd you be do. A lot of equipment. I should bring all the equipment up here. Yeah, no, that would be a lot. You're right. You're right, you're right. We don't have a whole setup in here. We only have the mics and the little things that we need. So tell it's me It's cozy in here. It is cozy, isn't it? Did you draw that? I didn't, no. This actually isn't even like my studio. It's my friend Sam's. <gasps> I only do my interviews or anything for my podcast in here because everybody says the same thing. It makes you feel homey and cozy and yeah. comfortable. There's a lot going on in here. There I wish you guys lot. could all see this right now. <laughs> There's a lot going on. They've seen it. Pictures that I post on Instagram. No one follows They can see all the- Oh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> okay, so tell me what made you get into DJing? What part of that did you want to get involved with? Because there's a um, lot going on with it. You can't just pick it up one day and be like, hey, I'm a DJ. No, so <laughs> I was like promoting parties and stuff for a long time before I started DJing and then um I started DJing in a duo we just thought of the duo one day and I I love the idea like it's just like I like everything about it you know like the music like what it stands for you know like how people just just come and like forget about their problems and shit and they just like for that moment in time that they're there that they're just like really enjoying themselves so like that whole aspect like they like stuck to me so keep going with it and you did start as a duo, or did you yeah, start yeah, by yeah. yourself first? No, I started um, in the duo. Me. What happened with that? Because I remember when you were <laughs> in the duo. What exactly? We had a lot of fun. It was great times. Like, we had a lot of fun. But then, like, as the road goes down, sometimes you just want different things. Okay. You just have different goals. You have a different way of wanting to approach things. And sometimes you just got to come to that understanding that, you know, you're not always going to agree. And if the best thing to do for yourselves is to do it alone, then do it alone. But, 
That's it. Does he still DJ too, but by himself? Or is yeah. he just okay? I didn't know if he decided that he didn't want to do it anymore, and that's no. Why. He does it. I had a co-host on here in the beginning. We both started this podcast together, and she decided that she wanted different things as well. And I was like, well, Damn, this is what I want. Podcast drama. So I'm just, and I stuck with it, and she's doing her own thing and doing great. So you're right, though. You kind of need to realize it's the best for both of you as a whole. Is that pumpkin spice? I'm going to punch you in the head. He just took a sip out of my chai tea latte, <laughs> and apparently he didn't like it very much. Back to what we were talking about. What do you do to get ready for a set? Oh, man. How, like, take me through your process of putting um, together a set. Well, I'll always start preparing. Like, not really. There's some people that, like, really, really prepare. And they'll, like, put their tracks in a folder, like, in order of what they want to play them or, like, specific stuff they want to play. And, like, I tried doing that whole thing. But you never know what you're walking into. You True. get a gig and you never know what you're walking into. So you could go in there and there could be like a lot of people and a lot of it depends on the person that's playing before you. Cause um if someone's if someone's the opening DJ, like they're they're the first people to play, they're not supposed to play like real heavy stuff. They're supposed to like set the tone and stuff. Easy so, win type of thing. Huh? Easy win type no, of thing. No, it's the most important. It's the most oh. important because you the opener determines like the vibe of the party, like how mm-hmm. like the flow of the party will go. Cause if you get on, you just start playing some bullshit and like everyone's gonna be like, yo, what the fuck? So by the time the next guy gets on, the the, the vibes are going to be like, it'll just make it harder for whoever's playing next. So yeah. you just got to, it's kind of like being a gentleman about it. You just got to like set the tone nice and then let the guy who plays after you follow up nicely. So it just like builds throughout the night. So it all depends on when I'm playing because okay. I, I, sometimes I'll be opening. Sometimes I'll be playing like right in the middle of the night. And then there's sometimes that I close. I'm the last one to play. Have you ever played after someone who just totally bombed and you had to pick it back up? <laughs> Yeah, there's been a few times. Yeah? Yeah. And you just go into it like, oh, shit. Now I have to like really be well, on my A game. Well, there's never been a time where it was like god awful. Like, I was like, I cannot do this. Like, never like that, you know? But there's been a time or two where like I'd go in and I'd be like, yo, good stuff, good stuff. I'm like, yo, take it down a little bit for me, you know? Like, <laughs> like But like, tell them it's still good, you know? Well, yeah, it's kind of like the compliment sandwich because you don't want to say something really mean because then they get mad about it. So you had to be like, hey, so like you're doing really great. But it's like commenting it someone's Instagram picture without liking it. I hate when people do that. <laughs> That's actually a good analogy, honestly. It is. That's such a dickhead move. <laughs> to like to comment, you got to fucking just stay there. Well, now we know what Nick does not like on Instagram. Yeah, don't bring that shit around here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't play any instruments. No. So how the hell do you match sounds together and make it make any fucking sense? Because when you're DJing, you're not playing any keys. Yeah. You're listening to them. It's all in your ears. You have to just listen with your ears. Oh, well, what else are you going to listen with? <laughs> but like you have to just... Okay, so what you're saying though is that you just... <laughs> I just got it. I was like, oh. <laughs> so what you're saying though is that you kind of just listen to a beat and just go with it from there? Well, the music I play... kind of like make sense? Music I play, it's all like... In fours, you know, you count one, two, three, okay. four. So you got a beat match, like you got to like the however fast the song, the track is going. Mm-hmm. You have to like match them up so that one's not going like so much faster than the other because then you can't mix them, you can't blend them together. Exactly. Okay, yeah. You just gotta pay attention and just kind of just know what you're doing. And how long have you been DJing for now? Um, I've been DJing now for I think three or four years. That's a significant amount um, of time to kind of get in your own groove. Well, and I really want to answer that, so let me think. <laughs> I want to say, I'll say four years, four years. How much have you changed in those four years from when you first started? Oh my started? God, so much. Do you look back on things that you did from the beginning and be like, damn, I was stupid. Like, why All did time, I do don't, that? Everybody does. It's life. Of course, but some people <laughs> will be cocky about it and be like, nah, I was always good. So nah, I just wanted nah, to really answer right there. I've done some dumb shit before that. 
And before you were talking about the atmosphere, and that's part of the reason why you got into this, the whole like feel of everybody going out and just enjoying themselves and having a good time. Is there aspects of the club scene that you absolutely don't like? Because I think... <laughs> about seriously she prepared this i did i told you i prepared well when you think about clubs and you think about djs and them doing their sets almost everyone's doing drugs there's a fair amount for me what i automatically think of is do they even know what they're listening to half the time oh yeah yeah i mean that helps people enjoy your music there's definitely some people that get like so stupid that they don't know what they're listening to But the, it also all depends where you are, really. Like, the people that where you are attracts. These, like, my kind of music, not too many people are, like, getting like that. Like, everyone's still pretty level-headed, you know? Okay. You still have your, like, idiot every now and then that, like, doesn't know how to pace himself or whatever. It's more of, like, an adult crowd. It's not so much kids. So do you do more, like, intimate type yeah, of venues? Because yeah. when I'm thinking about DJing, and I'm sure a lot of other people who are listening, you think about DJs and you think about sets, you think of these massive festivals. I've and... done the big crowds. I've played a festival. But I prefer the intimate ones a lot more. Okay. That makes sense. It makes it so much more personal, you know? Of course. Yeah. You kind of have more of a connection than at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. It's when people think of DJing and they're in like some big glamorous light up booth, like with their hands in the air and shit. Like, yeah, yeah that's cool, I guess. Like and all. smokers, Diplo type thing. Yeah, things. it's cool to do that and all if that's what you want to do. But like, you're not going to have people coming up to you genuinely. Like, if you're playing a good set and having a really good time, and someone will, like, if you're playing a more intimate party, People are more likely to like come up to you and be like, "Yo, man, that was cool." And you connect, you connect with people more. And that's how you make friends, you know. Yeah. Those big superstar DJ guys, like, cool. They're making shit tons of money and they're doing all this, but they don't really have real friends. Like, they they just have like the people around them, and then they just see fans as like just fans, not even like you know. So I, I just like having friends. That makes sense. I totally get what you're saying. Have you lost friends through doing this? I can even say for me, from doing this podcast and having my internship with Elvis and being friends with people on Elvis Duran, you get a lot of people out of the woodwork who never talk to you, and they suddenly want to like talk to you because they think that you have some connection or something. Yeah. And then you have friends that get pissed at you because you get more attention than they don't want to be your friend anymore. Did it ever cause like an issue with a friendship? So I've never lost any friends. I, I never had like problems with anyone because of it, you know? Okay. But there would be people that I was cool with. And we just got, like, not as cool. Like, if we see each other, we'll still say hi, what's up, you know? But yeah. it's never to the point where it's like, I, I just won't say shit to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How's the competition like between DJs? There's not much. Like, everyone just does their thing, you know? And we all, like, my group of friends, at least, we all just support each other. Like, a lot of us are DJs, yeah. There will be some nights where one of us are playing that, like, another one's playing. But I, I don't think anyone ever gets mad over it. Like, I've never heard a single argument. We just all support each other. Like, if one of us is playing and no one else is playing, we're all going to go there. Like, it's a very, very supportive scene. That's actually really nice to hear because I felt like it would be more cutthroat nah. because everybody wants There's to always be the better people, than the other one. That happens more, I want to say, with promoters than DJs. Really? Yeah, the people who are actually throwing the parties. Why do you think that's like such a... Well, because you were a promoter. I still throw parties. Okay, so do you get competition that way? I mean, yeah, there's always going to be another party going on. I don't know what goes on like too much with behind other people's business, so I, I can't really comment on that too much. <laughs> another thing I think about when I think about the club scene is a lot of really ratchet girls. No, 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 no. If you, if you go to like, hip-hop clubs... Not it's a house music. Kind of ratchet, yeah, yeah. That was what I'm My saying. favorite club there's in the still world. Ratchet girls. You can't tell me that you don't play at a club and there's some like not okay girls there. There's always gonna be someone out of place, <laughs> but it's not like the majority. You know. Have you ever dated a girl who was all insecure about you being a DJ? <laughs> <laughs> 
I told you we might get a little personal here. Comes with the territory. <laughs> I get the idea that you have broken up with a girl because of your lifestyle and being a DJ. No, 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 no. No? A lot of the girls I dated, like, all do it too. Not DJ, but, like, are out partying and stuff. Okay, they're in the scenes. Yeah, so. yeah. All right. I could see girls getting really insecure about... Maybe someone who, like, doesn't know, you know? Okay. Like, someone that has no clue. So do you feel like you need to date more girls that are in the scene than not in the scene because of that? I feel like I need to not think about that for now and just focus more on what I want to do with my future. And, like, if it happens, it happens. But I feel like it's, like, the whole, like, looking thing, thinking, like, making a strategic plan on what you're going to do, who you're, like, just let it happen. I've been in a relationship for so long. Like, this is the first time where I'm, like, really not. And I feel like things are going, like, really well. Like, my head's on straight. I'm doing, like... Things I got to do. I'm taking care of business, so I, I want to keep it this way, you know? And if the only difference is that I'm single, then I'm just going to ride the wave for a bit. And if something happens, something happens. Okay. I'm the same way. I'm more, like, career-oriented than anything. It goes, it yeah, just I'm goes. Getting, I'm getting not. a little older now. I got to start focusing a bit. <laughs> 24 is fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's so old. Although I say I'm old all the time, and I'm only 25, so I get that. You do kind of realize... How old you are, though, when you go around younger people. Someone tells me they're 21 now, and I'm like... <laughs> yeah. You get like, what is going on? Yeah. And then you feel old as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks. You were just saying you're kind of focusing on your career and what you're doing. You also have a 9 to 5. Yeah, day job. Does that fuck with your whole DJ mindset? Never, never. People that I work for, they're also in the industry. Oh, that's yeah. helpful. Yeah, it is. So they understand, and they're really supportive of it, and they've... I've played gigs for them before. Probably my favorite gig ever, actually, I played for them. So they, they're very understanding. Like, if I got to travel somewhere, I'll give them a heads up, and they're cool with it, you know, because they support it. And the people I work for, we're very close to, you know? I, okay. Like a family, kind of. Is there nights that you'll be out DJing and be out till, like, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., and then you got to be at work at 8? Yeah, I try not. I don't really do that too much anymore, but I did. I've done a fair share of it. And I didn't. I don't like it too much, and because you're getting old now. now and I didn't have. A, I didn't have as much responsibilities at work that I do now, and I, I like. I just really like what I do, so I don't mind doing. It, you know, so if, I mean, just go home and watch TV and pass out. Like the party will. I'm starting to learn now. The party will always be there. The thing about Brooklyn is, whenever you want it, it's there. True. You could be Wednesday four in the morning. If you want a party, there's a party, and it's not going anywhere. It's it's just very thriving. You know, there will just always be something. When one when something closes, something else will open. So there will always be another party. <laughs> so you could see yourself now that you know how to balance the two doing this long term. Yeah, definitely. If, if I could do what I do now during the day and DJ and make a living off doing the both of them at the same time forever, I, I would do that. I like what I do on both ends a lot. So there's aspects of what you have going on that you like. Yeah. Because you kind of don't get both in just one. We're about to get real serious, and I normally don't get serious on this podcast, but you were just talking about atmosphere before and enjoying seeing everybody enjoying themselves. After what just happened in Las Vegas, do you ever think about what would happen in that situation? Like, what would you do in that situation? Because now this is like a reality of what you do, is that this can happen at any time. I mean... We kind of, I kind of started thinking about this. Uh, when did that Orlando shooting happen? Pulse, yeah, that was. That it's... was really like an oh shit moment for yeah. me. And then when this happened, I was like, it was like a double oh shit because this one was crazy. Like, ah oh, man, it's scary. Yeah, and it was one, like when I woke up in the morning and I saw my dad. He was like, "Yo, did you see what happened? Like, you got to be careful, man." And like, I thought about it the whole day. And I, I like everyone can sit there and st- say that like yeah oh I would do this or I would do this but you're really you'll stuff like that you really never know until you're put in that situation. Mm-hmm. So it's like another thing you can't just like try and think of a game plan for it because you could just never know. 
has it changed any idea that you've had about doing what you do? Nah. The likelihood of it actually happening, if you compare it to the amount of times that you're going out, very small, very unfortunate chance that it'll happen. But um, it's not a big enough chance for me to be like, no, I'm going to give up doing what I love just because some selfish bastard wanted to be a piece of shit. Okay. I could applaud that without a doubt. Like, if you put out good in the world, good will follow, and I'm just going to stick to that. Good aspect to have on life. Shout out to my dad for that one. Aw, how cute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, to get a little more on the happier note again. Yeah, you fucked me up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like I said, I I never really get serious on this podcast. It only happens randomly every so often. That was just something that I, like, needed to be said, and I needed to put it out there. Back on a happy note. What would you say is your least favorite aspect of doing what you do? Um, I want to say being tired the next day. Like, that shit sucks sometimes. I used to drink a lot when I was out partying, and, like, the hangovers just got worse and worse and worse. So now I don't really drink too much, and they've been better. So I guess just the way you feel after you drink a lot. Did you used to drink right. before you would start your set? A little bit, yeah, to, like, calm the nerves a bit. But not get like trash because they're gonna play like shit. Well, yeah, that, that was gonna. That be the might have happened when I was say. a little bit younger. Like when I first started, you get excited. <laughs> Do you still get nervous? Sometimes, yeah. not a lie. Yeah. What I think that anyone that says that they never get nervous is a liar. True. No one's just like that. Like cool. <laughs> they have to crack at some point. There's got to be some situation that makes them. It's fun though. It's not like a bad kind of nervous. It's like a fun one though. It's like it's like an adrenaline rush kind of actually. I wouldn't say nervous where like I'm like biting my nails off and shit, but it's like oh shit, like it's, it's time, you know? It's like you get nervous but like anxious more. That's a better way to describe it. So that still stayed with you to this day. Like you still get that Sometimes, not every like, time, but sometimes, okay. yeah. What's been your most nerve-wracking? <sighs> Oh, man. Set that you've ever done. The the gig I mentioned before that I played for um, my boss uh, down the shore, I opened up for the Martinez Brothers. Okay. And they've been like my favorite DJs since I ever started. So to finally like, get to open for them was crazy. It was because there was a lot of people there. It was for the July weekend. Oh, shit. And yeah. It was down the shore at Headliner. And I, I brought up a lot of my friends. What made it like the best part, but also the most like anxious part was um, I had a lot of friends come with me. We had two hotel rooms. Two or three hotel rooms just full, filled with people like that all came just to see me play. Plus, like the like everyone else was at the party. Like it was a lot of people, so it was like I think it was one of the biggest gigs I ever played. I love that your friends go to see you. Yeah, because there's so many people who have really shitty friends that do not care about what their friends are doing. No, I have really good friends. So you're lucky, yeah. and I hope you know how lucky you are that you have friends that go to. But see I you. also in like. On the other side, I have friends that aren't into it, so, like, they don't really come, but I know I still have their support from a distance. Like, they'll still comment and like my shit, not just comment, you know? So, I know I, I really got their support from afar. You know what they did? They all moved away to not come to my gigs. Now it makes sense to me. Fuck you guys. Because <laughs> they're like, we're over this. Yep. We're done. We don't want to be dragged there anymore. <laughs> I actually would say that I'm probably one of those friends. That we're like, come? I support you, but that's not my, that's not my scene. That's not your thing, yeah. Yeah, I'm not that I understand. It. Sometimes I get pissed, though, like, if it's, like, a like one that means so much to me and it's so convenient for them to go, like, I'll be like, yo, I'll pick you up, I'll take you, it's in New Jersey. <laughs> Anything outside of New Jersey, forget about it. Forget about it. Even in New York? It's not like it's that hard to get to Brooklyn. I'm talking about my friends from where I live. Yeah, but it's not like it's that hard for them to get in here. Nah. And go to Brooklyn. They won't do no? it. No? So, anything in New Jersey, that's the Even that's your the parents have gone, haven't they? No. 
I thought your mom was supposed to go the one time. She's always supposed to go. And she never does. <laughs> no. They were, they were going to come for the Martinez brother one. They were going to come to that. And they were calling me like, yo, we'll come right now. And I, I was so nervous. Like, my nerves are. And I was like, Aww. you know what? No, it's going to be. And, you know, I know how my dad is. And there's going to be a lot of people in there, like, like drunk and stuff. It's 4th of July weekend. There's a lot yeah. of reckless people out. And I know it would, like, make my dad feel pretty uncomfortable. So I was like, you know, as much as, like, I would love for you guys to be there, I know you won't like being there. <laughs> so, like, just chill, you know? What was it like telling your parents, sitting your parents down and being like, hey, this is a big thing that I really want to do? I tell them all the time. You know, Growing up, I was always like excited about like the, the next thing I'm doing. So I would always tell my parents, like, this is the biggest thing ever, biggest thing ever. <laughs> it got so poor, they're like, yo, it's always the fucking biggest thing ever, <laughs> you know? But they still support it. So I tell them, but I don't know if they like believe me when I say it's the biggest one ever anymore. <laughs> when you decided that you were going to go into this whole... <laughs> scene of being a DJ and you decided that it was time to tell them that this is what you wanted to do. Well, there was no hiding it from them because, so I, like I said, I was a promoter for a long time before yeah. I was a DJ. So I was promoting clubs when I was like 15. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just knew then because if I wanted to go to the clubs, like either they had to drive me in. My parents weren't very strict, but they weren't very lenient. Like they would let me go out, but they would have to know who I'm going with, who's taking me, et cetera, et cetera. So like I would really have to plan it out. So there's no way of hiding it from them, what I was doing. But so at first I was a promoter and they they never liked it <laughs> for a long time. They do now. They do now, but for a long time they didn't want me doing it. I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense because you're in a scene that's yeah, not so desirable to a parent. Yeah, exactly. I'm their son. Exactly. I get it more now than I did then, obviously. <laughs> of course, we get older and we're like, okay, maybe our parents aren't fuck. entirely psychotic. <laughs> 24 as fuck. This is your new thing now. You keep yeah. saying I'm 24 as fuck. What makes you feel 24 as fuck? Oh my god. So the day after I turned 24, I got summons to fucking jury duty. I was like, what? <laughs> what else happened? There was like a there's like a series of, of I was in bed one night on a Friday by like eight. I just couldn't believe what was happening. You know? Isn't like, it crazy how that's like actually so nice now to do? Yeah. I love being in my bed. At 10 p.m., just watching TV on a Friday, not doing a goddamn thing. Oh, and I'm going to be a groomsman. 24 as fuck. (laughs) Are you really? I'm going to be a groomsman, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. My boy Miguel's getting married. Is this the first wedding you've gone to for a friend? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a fucking groomsman. (laughs) Last summer was the first time that a friend actually got married. And I just was like, what the fuck is happening? I'm going to another wedding in like two weeks. My cousin's getting married so randomly. You upset about that? No, nah, I'm so happy for her. Like, it's awesome. She's pregnant, getting married. Like, everything's super fast. Like, but she seems so happy. So, like, great for her. But I just was not expecting it. Understandable. You kind of... I got to go to Florida, so... Yeah, no complaints there, right? And I, I haven't seen my family in so long. Like, my extended family, like my aunts, my uncles. My, my cousin has two babies. And I feel like I'm just watching them grow through Snapchat and Instagram story. I love babies. I've had this conversation Same. so many times on here. I love babes. I've been... I went and visited um, one of my really good friends, Guy. Him and his wife had a, a baby, I think, a week ago from today. So I went over there, and I was holding the baby, and I was so cute. And I told him, like, yo, I want one. <laughs> um, speaking of social media, do you see that as, like, a major tool for you? Because I feel like that's yeah. My whole life revolves you... around social that's media. That's what I thought. Okay. My daytime job revolves on I work at a digital marketing agency. Okay. So I'm an account manager for, like... Um, businesses like social media, I manage their social media pages. So I'll have a client and I'll be the one like doing the posting on their Instagram, their Facebooks, you know, doing the hashtags, cool picture content, all that cool stuff. And then 
that's all social media. And then I go home, and then I gotta like promote my parties, own, market yeah. my. Yeah, so um, social media is like the future, but I. You hate it. So I you don't hate it. it. You I don't, like want I don't to hate start. it. Some, I hate how lost I get into it sometimes. Okay. Like I'll be look. I'll be trying to like look for something to watch on Netflix, but my Netflix thing is on my phone because I use a Chromecast. <laughs> but instead, I'll just be like Instagramming for like an hour, and I'll be like, "Fuck, I gotta watch something." So there's sit- nothing on the TV. Just nothing. I'll, I'll wake up to just still nothing on TV. <laughs> like I wish when I left work. I didn't have to use it so much. I try not to use my phone so much when I leave work, but I just end up doing it anyways. Of course. Everybody, I feel like, gets wrapped up in social media. It's hard to promote yourself, though. Like, thinking of new things to post or, like, a way to get people involved. It's tough. I just try to make people laugh. Okay. Because if people laugh, they smile. And if you smile, you're happy. Okay. Well, that's a good way to look at it. It's like a smirk. If you make them laugh, they're going to like it and comment it. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Not just a comment? They're going to like and comment if you make them laugh? Yeah. (laughs) We're going to move on. Let's move on. What is your next step in your DJ career? Like, what's the next big thing that you want to um, do? Wow. So today, we actually just announced we're doing a party. My my collective, like a crew of people I DJ with. Yeah. Sonder. Mm-hmm. We just announced our new, we're doing a party on Thursday, October 19th at a Bar Shimmy in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg. Okay. It's a room inside the place, Shemansky. And we booked a DJ, Paolo Rocco, from Canada. To come DJ with us from Canada, yeah. So that's really fucking exciting. It like it's gonna be really fun. So Sonder, is that how many people is in that? It's um because you just called it like a crew. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a group of friends that we just all like minded. You know, we DJ, we throw parties together. We just um me, there's Brian, Steve, Galindo, Nico, um, Alan, and uh, Hendo is our promoter. I remember you saying the one day, because I have a Hendo, and you yeah, have a Hendo. Yeah, yeah, I got a Hendo, too. So we get all fucked up when we talk about them. My Hendo's probably a little bit cooler. Whoa. <laughs> nah, I did tell him you said that. Your Hendo's cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, having, like, a crew, do you feel like that's better than, because you were a duo at one point. Um, now you're by yourself, but you kind of have a crew of people that you do DJ with and throw parties with. Do you feel like that's more... We have a lot more fun. I'll tell you that. Okay, it's more enjoyable then. Hell yeah! All right, because that's it like easier? that's like you're like we're like a like a fan. Like I'm all about like family. You know, like mm-hmm. if we're close enough, like like family. You know, like there's no, I don't know. It's just it's just a lot more fun. Like if uh, there's something, if, say like there's a, a party going on and like one of us wants to go, another one wants to go. Like boom, you got someone to go with. Or like if one person has a gig, you be like, yo, come play back to back with me. You know, and then we'll play together. Boom, and then we throw parties together. We have fun together. Start making music together. It's just it's tough. It's just more people to have fun with. Makes sense. But does that make it harder to kind of get everybody together to make like everybody's on the same page? Or do you guys you just would like think start so. it out on the same page? You would, type yeah, of thing? no, you would think so. Like there's been a lot of times where there's been like collectives or duos or companies, whatever, where they like they fall out or it's hard. Like I, I've dealt in the past, I've dealt with people, worked with people that are like really hard to work with, and that's why things didn't work out. But with us, like now, nah, we just click. Like everyone just knows what's up, and then we know we all know why we're here, why we're doing what we're doing, what we're doing, and so we we never we've never had an argument yet, and we're going February will be our one year, and we've never had a single argument, never like no one ever like oh I'm leaving like none of that bullshit. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, because I'm even thinking about. Bands who have split. Even my friendships. I'm thinking about friendships right nah. now. People who just, everything went haywire. And we were all, we we were all really good friends with each other before okay. we did this for mad long. Like, I've known these guys for a long time. Like, I knew what, we all knew what we were about before getting into this. 
that helps. Yeah. Because then you know how the other person is, exactly. and it's not going in blind. And the and it's just like we just don't try no bullshit. Like it's like we just keep it a hundred with each other all the time. So like when you keep doing that and like you speak your mind and you don't like try and hide anything, it just all works out better because everything's out on the table. You know. Agreed. That's the way I am. A lot of people don't like it sometimes, though. Yeah, just so it's be good a- that you guys all knew that you were that way yeah. to make this kind of work. People get really sensitive. You know that. <laughs> people get mad sensitive. <laughs> it's just the reality of it. Uh, what's your ultimate goal? Um, what is the end game result? Do you have like a big finish type of thing? Like this is where I want to get to. Doesn't everybody with anything they want to do? They want I, sometimes wealth. some people just go with it. They want wealth and health and financial security and to have to enjoy life. That's what I want to do. I'm enjoying my life right now, and I want to keep enjoying my life more and more and more. If I'm healthy and wealthy, I'll, why wouldn't I enjoy life? It's, True. It's really it. It's very simple. You just got to be happy. That, that's it. <laughs> Don't complicate things. <laughs> you want to do what you like and make money while doing it, so then you could like have a family one day. I don't know. I want to have a kid someday. Say like something comes up where you get the opportunity to be this huge DJ. Mm-hmm. Would you take that opportunity or would you kind of rather just stick to what you're doing now, balancing that and your other job? If and it just was all like, being done right, I would do it. Okay. Like when it comes down to like if you're at that level, you're more than likely going to be signed to an agency. And like if everything makes sense and like I'll, at that point, I hope I have a lawyer to like review everything. And like if it all makes sense and it's going to be done properly, then hell yeah, I would do it. It's what I love to do. You know what I mean? But if it's not being done right or, like, there's a slight chance that, like, it'll fuck up and I'll just lose everything, like, you know, you got you got to always weigh out the pros and cons. With that, there can be a lot of cons if you don't do it the right way. So you're There's right a lot of times where aspect. kids kids will get the opportunity but not know what they're getting themselves into, you know, and just think, like, oh, shit, look, I'm going to do this and then yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. No, and then exactly. they end up just losing it and they don't have shit. Like, it happens in every industry. Oh, definitely. Mostly, though, in the music industry. Probably, yeah, definitely. You hear horror stories of situations, people signing with managers who just take them for all they're worth. And, yeah, like, no, totally I, fuck as long them as it's over. being done right, of course, I'll do this forever. So you would definitely just be a DJ and you would leave your other job? Yeah. Okay. They would understand, too, obviously. Well, yeah, because they are in, they're like-minded yeah, people. they would be so happy for me. <laughs> so it totally makes sense, then, at that point. Yeah. Is there one person... That you would love to just collab with and like make a massive party or <laughs> something along those lines, track, uh, whatever it may be. Yeah, the Martinez brothers, obviously. That is, that's it. Yeah, and you already did that. Well, I DJed, I opened for them. I didn't like make okay, a track with them or anything. To, okay. You know, I, I just I played before them, which is cool. It's like a, it's like a cool thing to do. Like, uh, say you're a rapper and you like perform before Drake. You're opening for Drake. You yeah, know, you're setting the vibe for Drake. So I that's I opened. I set the vibe for the Martinez brothers. So you'd like to do, like collab on a track with them then? That'd be put something I, together. Hell yeah! <laughs> Is there anybody that say no would be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go back to like getting a little personal. All right, cool. This is it. Who would be your least favorite person to have to work with? Have you ever heard any horror stories of other DJs who were just like absolutely horrible, or have you had to work with any other DJs? You don't have to say names. If you've worked um, with another DJ, well, who's, like, there's horrible, some people. Yeah, the no, there's some people obviously that like you know about them and like you're not gonna work with them because. There's some people like that. Yeah, I just won't, you just don't work with anybody, you know? There's a lot of times where people will, like, try and, like, one-up you. Like, they know what you could bring to the table, and they're just trying to, like, benefit off of you. Like, that shit happens all the time. But you just got to, like, be selective. Yeah, there, there's, if, question you're asking is, is there people that I just refuse, will not yeah. work with? Yeah, there's definitely people that I refuse to work with. Like, I don't even want my name on a flyer with them or anything. Really? Okay. Yeah. 
That makes sense. It's rare, you don't though. Want it's to be... rare. I don't, I don't really have problems with anybody. Okay. But they're just some people that I know to keep at a distance. Because you don't want to be attached to that whole yeah, exactly. idea of whatever the yeah. hell they are. But the, <laughs> but I don't have problems with anybody. Like, there's not, like again, there's nobody that I'll see out and I, I won't like shake their hand or say hello to them. Like I'll say hello to anybody. Last question. We're going to end with this. If you could give any advice to people who want to do exactly what you're doing, DJing, what would your number one piece of advice be? Don't rush. Don't rush into anything. Learn, learn your craft. Don't try and take the easy way out and make music. Learn to make music. Like, always just keep learning. There's nothing. You'll never know too much about DJing or making music. You'll never know it all. That you will never know every single little thing. So just keep teaching yourself. Keep learning. Just don't stop. Like, there'll be times where it'll be, like, shitty. Like, a promoter won't pay you or you know you're DJing for free or, like, People owe you money and you'll feel or you'll lose money. Like there's been times where I've thrown parties and it didn't go as well as I'd like it to. So I had to like lose money out of my own pocket. But my friend still had a good time. So like that was cool. Mm-hmm. But just don't ever get if it's what you want to do. Just don't give up. There'll be times where you really want to just don't and just stay focused. All right. I think that's a good piece of advice. It's pretty all right. And that's also something that you can kind of hold true to anything that anybody wants to do. It's not yeah, just, just treat it like anything get, else. Like, Treat it like anything else that you're passionate about. Like some people are passionate about drawing and art, you know, and sometimes they might not like their their end masterpiece or their end product, or whatever. It's the same thing. It's like you're not always going to you're not always going to like hit. All right. Yeah, I agree entirely. I actually really love that piece of advice. I've asked people to give advice on this and they just give really terrible advice. So I applaud you for great advice for anybody else who wants to be a DJ. <laughs> All right. Shout out your Instagram handle, Twitter, everything like that. People um, can follow you at. My Instagram and my Twitter is at Nick Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-S, not a Z, <laughs> DJ. <laughs> And, and when's your next gig? My next gig is November 4th at Analog in Brooklyn. I'm opening up for Dennis Cruz, who actually just won um, Producer of the Year in Ibiza. That's exciting. Yes, yeah, it's going to be sick. That's sick. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, maybe I'll actually oh, go wait, this Oh, wait, no, time. I'm playing this Sunday. I'm playing this Sunday in Jersey City um, with my boys Justiano and Antoine Webb. We're doing a little jammy at a um, place in Jersey City called Reval, and they have a downstairs called like the Red Room. It's gonna, that's going to be really fun, real nice and intimate with good sound system. Really, I'm excited for that one. Awesome. So then people can like follow you on Instagram, and if they want more details about these things, yeah, they can always hit Nick you up, Rodriguez right? DJ. Everything else about me is on there. We'll <laughs> see how 24 as fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> All right, guys, catch you next week.